Hi, welcome to Joyful Abundance Happiness Podcast. Dear godly people who are lover and seeker of godly wisdom, let us train ourselves on self-coaching and life-coaching skills, godly living in godless world despite facing critical times hard to deal with. We can still make our God's heart rejoice and enjoy rewarding life right now until eternity by living joyful lifestyle according to God's will and purpose, acquiring abundance mindset, imitating Christ's mindset, and cultivating happiness habits, fruitage of God's Holy Spirit, reference to Bible verses, Isaiah 48, 17 to 18, Philippians 2, 5 to 7, Galatians 5, 22 to 23. I hope you will enjoy and take full benefit from opening up and meditating on the quoted holy scriptures and sayings from none other than the original source. Let me introduce this podcast's main special guest, the supreme therapist, the greatest coach of the universe, and the most impactful mentor, who is our only one to God Almighty, our loving creator and eternal heavenly father named YHWH in the original Bible or Yahweh in Hebrew and Jehovah in English. Reference to Exodus 3.12 and Exodus 6.3. Now, before starting the episode, let me do quick short prayers to our dearest Heavenly Father that may your Holy Spirit be with us and open up our hearts and minds to fully understand your knowledge and wholly apply the things learned. In your only begotten Son, Christ Jesus' name, Amen. Hi, welcome to Joyful Abundance Happiness Podcast and um, this is Janaki, the life coach and the blog owner of Joyful Abundance Happiness page, admin and would just like to um, talk about this month's special topic about um, sapum and rain what is it have you heard of it before so let me give a brief description about what is sapum and what is rain r-a-i-n-n it is the rape abuse and incest national network they are a their job is to provide awareness and prevention of sexual violence. So this month's special topic that we, I want to discuss for this blog page is about this topic, rape, abuse, and incest national network. More about their programs and uh, the latest facts that's going on around the world on the topic of sexual violence sapum sapum it's called like the it is the rains program which is the sexual assault awareness and prevention month that is called sapum and that is the month of april so this month of april 2021 it's very special month for the sexual assault awareness and prevention so this is the reason that i would like to do the podcast on this topic 
as our theme of the month is to become a happiness hero for the Joyful Abundance Happiness page. And to become a happiness hero is to be involved in the community and, uh, you know, to, of course, to uh, learn, to educate, to motivate, to inspire something that will bring a happiness and to the community and oneself in protection. So the prevention of the sexual assault and the knowledge of it, the awareness of it is very essential because you know if everyone is protected, nobody become assaulted by sexually you know, then of course we would have a happier life and we'll have a happier, protective neighborhood, safe neighborhood. So, and this is the reason that's why I did a little bit of research on R-A-I-N-N. Um, I have never heard of this before and I've never known there was a hotline for the support for the survivors of RA, like rape, abuse, and incest, and also assaulted sexually. I have never knew about this, but this month I've just known about it. So, because of my theme, be a happiness hero, and I just wanted to be active in the community, and so I realized, oh, it's a special month of April. It's about sexual assault awareness. You know, I already knew last year also, like on April, it was like sexual assault awareness, but I did nothing. But nothing about it. It was not related and I didn't want it to be involved. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that was the month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I just let it go. But this time, yeah, making a whole podcast on it to for the benefit of the community and the happiness of others and of course to be myself as well to be the leader in uh, doing something for the happiness sake of the community and community's safety and wellness and happiness so that is of course what becoming a happiness hero involves so now rain you so before i go to rain program i just wanted to i also did a little bit research on uh, sexual violence so i just figured out this facts that everyone is affected by sexual violence Every 73 seconds, another American is sexually assaulted. Believe it or not. All these facts are in rain.org. These are some facts I found it in their website. So you can go visit that website, rainn.org, to find out more details. I mean, I never knew that every 73 seconds, they are American assaulted. This is just so surprising you know that is really unsafe and it's really scary so and 
the more fact there is total five facts that's the first one second fact one out of every six american women has been the victim of an attempted or completed rape rape r-a-p-e in her lifetime 14.8 percent completed 2.8 percent attempted Whoa, one out of every six women. Third facts, about 3% of American men or one in 33 have experienced an attempted or completed rape in their lifetime. So one in 33 men, but one out of six women, that is... Uh, lot differences so mostly women are the target of the abuse or maybe some men don't report you know right because it can affect anyone the sexual violence fourth fact it reads it's it tells in the website from 2009 to 2013 child protective services agencies substantiated or found strong evidence to indicate that 63,000 children a year were victims of sexual abuse. Sad but true. Around the child age, you don't know nothing, so you could easily be abused. Yeah. And last five, fact number five, fifth fact, a majority of child victims are 12 to 17 years of victims under the age of 18. 34% of victims of sexual assault and rape under age 12 and 66% of victims sexual assault and rape are age 12 to 17. When you reach that age, 15, 16, 17. Woman, if you're listening out there, I think you, I mean, none of the women have never experienced sexual assault in the lifetime, especially when you are teenage, young, rapping age, of course. We've been taken advantage you know, by adults, at job, at workplace, at college, with colleagues, teachers, schools, or, you know, any kind of these things, you know, I just keep in the workplace, keep hearing about it all the time, my friends circle and everywhere. So I believe there is none have ever escaped. I think not one out of six, woman has been victim of attempted to completed rape i mean yeah the rape is different but assaulted <laughs> not one out of every six but one out of one so well there are the facts that says that everyone is affected by sexual violence but assault men I don't know much, but they don't report much. But for women, um, sexual assault is really one-on-one. Nobody has escaped that. And 
but rape uh, without their knowledge, without their consent, if they are sexually violated, abused. Yeah. That is called rape, but a lot of women doesn't even know that they are being raped out there and without the knowledge. So, of course, one out of six American women says, but I believe it's one out of three because a lot of women doesn't know that they've been raped and some they don't even report. So, you know, I mean, those facts I see is like, okay but in my opinion like that's that's what i want to share you know my opinion that's the what the correct number should be because uh it's my opinion i'm just sharing my opinion like that it's not a fact but just around my experience and knowledge that a lot of people a lot of women doesn't even report and a lot of my friends or friends of friends and I hear stories and stories like you know they go through those kind of things and they just just doesn't want to tell nobody doesn't want to report they want to stay quiet many times so yes yeah, sadly Okay, and also in the website rain.org, the number of people victimized each year, most of them are victimized as a general public. Americans 12 and Americans 12 years old and older were sexually assaulted or raped. General public, that's the highest number, 43 433 1648 and then second largest affected is inmates Ooh, that is scary inmates oh that's a scary place right 80,000 so apart from general public in inmates there are so many assault and rape men that is so scary. I think the inmate system should have more protections, you know, in there. And then 80,000 after that comes 60,000 are children who were the victims of substantiated and indicated sexual abuse. Children, 60,000. Third rank. And the military. Fourth, 18,900 experience unwanted sexual contact. Mm-hmm. So these are number of people victimized each year. So they come from that general public mostly and inmates. It's scary in the jail. So and these are some facts that i have collected from the rain.org checked and also to how do we stop the sexual violence before it starts right now this is a brief brief research that i did from cdc 
Central Disease Control website and uh, it's uh, the link is www.cdc.gov slash violence prevention so there are some tips over there is written about one in five women have experienced rape one in five which their number and about one in 14 men have been made to penetrate someone else during their lifetime stopping sexual violence before it happens is a cdc priority it's written it can be prevented and they have developed a technical package to help state and communicate communities use the best available evidence to prevent sexual violence so it's rain and i thought it was the only one who was actively preventing this sexual violence but according to the research I found out there's another another government uh, organization, Central Disease Control, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they are also active on this, so it is a big matter. They are also participants, so, and they have shared stop sexual violence. There are like five ways to stop it. I'll discuss that with you in short and to find out more you can always go to www.cdc.gov slash violence prevention to learn these and after yeah it says I'm just briefly pointing that these are the websites that helps the sexual violence awareness and prevention and uh, also maybe help you whoever are the survivor or are going through these kind of issues and you can contact them check out their website find more information and get some help or you know for just general public like they can go to the website learn more about the abuse and maybe help your friend or someone who is in need so of course to stop sexual violence there are five you know tips that's given from CDC first is to promote social norms that protect against violence they have said and second is to teach skills to prevent sexual violence third Provide opportunities to empower and support girls and women. Fourth, create protective environments. Fifth, support victims, survivors to lessen harms. Yeah, so be the part of a solution. So... yeah it says that like we all can take effort in this and you know so let's go ahead and take some action and i think this is kind of really important issues because it's really prevalent and you know especially for protecting our women you know hood and women communities our ladies right 
mom, daughter, sister, think about, and also, especially, also the men. They don't want to report it because they're shy. They don't want to talk about it. They think that's all. That's just a woman thing, you know. Uh, um, you gotta speak up, and and it should you should not be shy about it. And when you deal with it, when you face it, deal with it, you can heal truly, you know. All right, so now back to sapum and rain. So I have just briefly discussed some statistics from rain.org about sexual violence. I finished it. And second, I have discussed how to prevent sexual violence from CDC. That's another government organization that is also taking part on preventing sexual violence. Now, third, I want to talk about the RAIN program to, for the prevention program. There are tips and techniques. And for the SAPM 2021, like SAPM, the Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month, April 2021, the RAIN are talking about things that you need in every relationship. Their theme for this year is consent and boundaries. Consent rules. So now, Sapim, what is the goal, Sapim? The month of April and the whole year of the SAPM, their goal is to raise awareness of healthy and enthusiastic consent, inform the public on ways to respect people's boundaries, and prevent sexual assault in our communities, says Dravna. And consent doesn't only apply to sexual activity, it's important to get consent for any activity that may interact with another person's boundaries. All right, so their goal is to raise awareness of healthy and enthusiastic enthusiastic consent. So consent and boundaries is the theme of the year to prevent sexual awareness. So what does that mean? What does consent mean and how could we apply it in our lives or or you know how it is applicable so you know we can explain to our friends right let's go ahead and read here in the paragraph in their website of course www.youknowrightrain.org it discussed everything is written in that website so I'm just highlighting what is in their website what they're talking about on the basic base of on the topic of sexual violence and the strategist is just uh, good to know what's going around in this field around in the world and how you know the survivors or who are suffering has been helped by some big big organization and government who is there to support them right 
and they could find help so they don't have to stay in the darkness and suffer stay quiet you know and uh, suffer alone no they don't have to forever suffer and you know they could get out of it and they could get a healing they could get a support they need they don't have to be under the control and power of the abuser and they could find their spark find their you know live a beautiful life full of joyful abundance happiness you know rather than being the victim of that abuser for rest of the life and staying quiet and letting the abuser have power control and more you know so that he continue doing the violation to another and to another and to the other and to the other and it's going to end up being dangerous community dangerous neighborhood being dangerous unsafe for women for women empowerment we have to grow on and uh be strong move on strong and forward so that's why this education is very essential as a lot of women go through almost like 100% of them and mostly some people doesn't even know that they are have been assaulted so this education is very important so i am so glad to learn about rain program sapam sexual assault awareness and prevention month and their tips in their website and their theme for this year about consent and boundaries so what does the consent mean we were about to discuss that and the five tips on how do we place a consent and you know apply that in our lives in what situation all right so consent is an affirmative agreement between participants to engage in physical or sexual activity in simpler words it means you recognize and respect one another another's boundaries and have confirmation that a partner is excited and happy about whatever you're doing consent doesn't only apply to sexual activity it is important to get consent for any activity that may interact another person's boundaries at its core consent is about communicating understanding and respecting another person's boundaries and vice versa Let's review five rules for obtaining, confirming and honoring consent. It's shared on of course the website right rain.org r a i n n.org. So I'm sharing you here in this podcast as this is a special April month topic highlights, okay? So first rule is to establish boundaries what are boundaries boundaries are your personal rules and boundaries can be physical emotional or digital especially 
now as the coronavirus pandemic means so much of our lives take place online right so what are how do you what are the some examples of physical boundaries it is like i only hug people hug people i know not people i just met and but i'm on but i'm comfortable shaking hands these are some examples of setting boundaries and also establishing it another example is i'd love to get together but i'm not comfortable with that right now since we have not been part of the same social part and and third example it is i'm not comfortable dining inside right now but i'm comfortable eating outside so examples of emotional boundaries could in could include things like i need time alone each day to process my thoughts and feelings so these are like emotional boundaries not only physical but even emotional boundaries and i'd like to avoid conversations about religion because it is a difficult topic for me mhm so now we are moving into digital boundaries so there are three examples of you know about types of boundaries and how do we apply it and what are they like so we discuss about emotional and physical now we are into digital because everything is going digital nowadays everybody's on the video podcast social media page so they are so popular nowadays so the example first example is i keep my social media accounts private and only allow followers or friends i know personally second example is i have the right to block or unfollow anyone i am uncomfortable with to protect myself when i am on social media third i need to detox from my phone before bed so i don't look at it after 9 pm i won't respond to any messages after that until the next day all right so your personal boundaries are just that it's yours simply yours so they may they will they should help you to define what you're comfortable with or what you're uncomfortable with they help you define i mean not may or should but it's i mean it should help you define what you're comfortable with or uncomfortable with so here we go we discuss about the first first ways right these are five rules for obtaining confirming and honoring consent first rule is to establish boundaries so then that you are obtaining confirming and honoring consent when you do that second rule is communicate comfort zones 
So healthy relationships are built on a foundation of respect and communication. So remember having boundaries creates stronger, more trustworthy relationships. It's not a personal attack. So here are a few tips for having a successful conversation about boundaries. And it should be rooted in respect and empathy. It stated. Now, here's the first example. It says, set the stage. Have the conversation in an environment that's comfortable and inviting for all parties. Have refreshments or fidget toys available to help create conversation breaks. Mm-hmm. All right. So second example is use I statements to talk about your feelings to keep the conversation helpful and productive. Make sure these statements concentrate on the actions, not the person. So, yeah, what does that mean? Set the stage. Like, you don't want to be in a, in a scary place where you are locked with someone alone in the darkness. You know, that's not a good stage to be in. You know, be in a stage where there's like, you know, like a movie theater or like the drama theater place where there are onlookers around and that you're not deserted on a deserted island. No. Or in a locked room. No. <laughs> you're dead meat. <laughs> I mean, if you're in that place, you that is a so dangerous situation. So never ever be with the opposite sex alone in a locked room. I mean, or in a isolated place that is dangerous. So that always remember to set the stage where you are very comfortable, where you feel safe, where there are onlookers around and, you know, where you're not like cramped with the person, but you have a big enough space where you can lock the door and you just keep separate yourself from the person, you know? So, you know, just like that. And of course, to use I statements to talk about your feelings, like, says, and so it should make sure that these statements not concentrate on the actions though. I mean, make sure these statements concentrate on the actions, not the person. I mean, like, it's not like, I feel like you are trying to get me into the bed. Well, that is not respectful. And that is very rude. Now you feel, I feel like you're trying to want to rape me. I feel like you are a rapist and assaulter. Okay, that is also attacking the person and that is not empathetic 
and um, kindly so that is not respectful so be careful to be that and uh, just say that I spend to talk about your feelings like I feel like I want to have some space to breathe or something like that I feel like a little bit suffocation here I want to move to there in this place and I feel like I'm not ready or something like that you know all right so and third tips is about communicate comfort zones and the conversation with solutions what things can you keep in mind to help each other feel safe respected and cared for so end the conversation with solutions so for example now you feel uncomfortable with that person no, say oh i'm so sorry i feel uncomfortable at this situation and then i feel like i want to step backwards and um move to another place or like i'm gonna i feel like i'm gonna stop right now right here and you know i'm gonna continue maybe for next time and so that's like end the conversation with solutions like you know continue next time where we end it today so because you don't feel comfortable right yeah it's not like hey i feel like i'm being assaulted and you're assaulted and i want to get rid of you nah that's not gonna be like that but just in other way where you can show respect to them and being empathetic so and here there are some examples you can use to start your own conversations so it says when insert boundary violating activity here happens and i feel explain emotion by insert boundary here i will feel blah blah so a uh, violating activity when you when um the touching in my body caressing happens i feel very uncomfortable and i feel i'm not ready this is a sample that i'm making so by by what's the solution by uh waiting by waiting for some time to get to know each other rather than moving fast i will feel comfortable and i would feel maybe easy to caress you but right now i have not 
I need some time so maybe by next time after I get to know you more you know I'll feel so comfortable about this activity right yeah so in that way you can do the conversation or there's another example so it's written I love insert physical activity you like here I love holding hands and walking on the beach but I'm not ready for insert physical activity you don't want here I'm not ready for getting tongue kiss or like intimacy right right away and so it says and then it says when you try to do it anyways like kissing or getting into the bed it makes me feel like you aren't respecting my boundaries or me okay so these are type of the conversation girls ladies or fellas out there you know anyone can use it to set boundaries and to communicate comfort zones like if you really feel uncomfortable if you feel some ladies friends is trying to make a move on you to you know for guys you could use this as well for ladies who like their teacher or their boss you know try to take a move on you and you come across uncomfortable situations you could use these phrases to communicate your comfort zones and you know after setting up your personal boundaries okay and okay now rule number 3 ask every time it's all about consent and all about communicating understanding and respect respecting another person's boundaries and vice versa so these five rules are for obtaining confirming and honoring consent so t- rule number 3 is to ask every time you have set your personal boundaries and you have communicated your comfort zones and third is to ask every time it is important to discuss boundaries and expectations with your partner prior to engaging in any sexual behavior if you're unsure about another person's boundaries ask simply be clear and direct with your questions it's necessary and should happen every time so for some examples would you like it if i kissed you if i touch you there in that way would you want that what do you like or don't you like consent is a constant conversation so consenting to one activity one time does not mean someone gives consent for other activities or for the same activity on other occasions so nothing should be assumed 
hence it's really important to ask questions so if something is unclear or you are unsure it's always best to ask so you don't want to cross anyone's boundaries so you know you got to be on the same page if the other person feels the same way if the other person is comfortable or not if they want to go to this length or not it is very essential in relationship to be to be uh, free of any sexual violence or assault to happen in relationship so now let's move on to rule number 4 check in regularly check in regularly boundaries can change over time as you grow and experience new things so what was okay recently may not be okay today or tomorrow so you can withdraw consent at any point if you feel uncomfortable one way to do this is to clearly communicate to your partner that you are no longer comfortable with this activity and wish to stop withdrawing consent can sometimes be challenging or difficult to do verbally so nonverbal cues can also be used to convey this that's where the next rule becomes really important respect each other So after checking in regularly to ensure that all parties are comfortable with any sexual activities to talk about it checking periodically and make sure everyone involved consents before escalating or changing activities right after checking regularly the fifth is to respect each other respect is about honoring one another's boundaries Enthusiastic consent is a model for understanding consent that focuses on a positive expression of consent. It says, simply put, enthusiastic consent means looking for the presence of a yes rather than the absence of no. Enthusiastic consent can be expressed verbally or through non-verbal cues such as positive body language like smiling maintaining eye contact and nodding these cues alone do not necessarily represent consent but there are additional details that may reflect consent it is necessary however to still seek verbal confirmation The important part of consent, enthusiastic or otherwise, is checking in with your partner regularly to make sure that they are still on the same page. Enthusiastic consent can look like
asking permission before you change the type or degree of sexual activity with phrases like is this okay Respecting each other is about honoring one another's boundaries. So, enthusiastic concept means looking for a presence of a yes rather than absence of no. So, what does enthusiastic concept look like? Asking permission before you change the type or degree of sexual activity with phrases like, is this okay? Confirming that there is reciprocal interest before initiating any physical touch. Letting your partner know that it's okay to stop at any time. Periodically checking in with your partner such as asking, is this still okay? Accepting an answer of no without asking again providing positive feedback when you are comfortable with an activity explicitly agreeing to certain activities either by saying yes or another affirmative statement like I'm open to trying Use physical cues to let other person know you're comfortable taking things to the next level. But consent does not look like. What does the... Consent does not look like. It does not look like refusing to acknowledge no... A partner who is disengaged, non-responsive, or visibly upset. Assuming that wearing certain clothes, flirting, or kissing is an invitation for anything more. Someone being under the legal age of consent as defined by the state. Someone being in cap capacitated because of drugs or alcohol pressuring someone into sexual activity by repeatedly asking for or using fear intimidation or coercion assuming you have a permission to engage in a sexual act because you've done it in the past so yeah that is not a consent it does not look like that whenever there's a consent it's always asking is this okay and there should be choice to okay if you want to stop i would stop and you says, oh i don't want to then of course be happy about it and just stop it like you know yeah but it's not like okay i'm not gonna accept no I already did it, like, you know, and I've already done it with you, so, you know, I'm just going to go and do it with you again. Mm -mm. 
that should not look like that but more like asking questions and giving choices and not to have a power or control but have a freedom to choose and also respect and honor the choice rather than having like no choice you know that's the way that it is the relationship would be respectful and you know and when there is respect and honoring one another's boundaries instead of getting angry and irritated intimidated and selfish to just go ahead and do for one enjoyment rather than both enjoying together and crossing other people boundaries that is of violence and assault so if that happens to you mm that is bad so also the website mentioned physiological responses like an erection lubrication arousal or orgasm are involuntary meaning your body might react one way even when you're not consenting to the activity right so even though you're not consenting like hey they just keep touching you and you know arousing you despite you saying no and of course you get some body reaction that doesn't mean that you agree to let them do it so that is crossing the boundaries sometimes perpetrator perpetrators will use the fact that these physiological responses occur to maintain secrecy or minimize a survivor's experience by using phrases such as you know you liked it And in no way does a physiological response mean that you have consented to what happened. So if you have been sexually abused or assaulted, it is not your fault. They put you in the bed, crossing the boundaries, rub you all over and make you rouse you and have you do all those things without your consent and now he'll say oh you liked it didn't you and and you didn't stop you know me or stuff like that you know you just let it happen you know it's just like that's what perpetrators do you know oh you're like enjoying it you know so this is kind of blame and fault will make the victim feeling very worst and like look at in their fault like they invited it or they had enjoyed it even and that was not assault you know 
they try to make them feel like that way, but and the person might feel themselves, oh, why didn't I just got rid of these and why didn't I just escape and why wouldn't why did I just let it happen? Don't blame yourself. That is going crossing your boundaries, not respecting your boundaries, not asking you no questions, not accepting no for the answer. It is a violence. If that means your boundaries have been violated. So, you know, no one deserves to have their boundaries disrespected or consent violated. So if this has happened to you, please do not blame yourself and do not listen to the, those perpetrators' words, their action. Whatever they did, don't listen to their words. Because the blame lies slow, solely with the perpetrator. Hence, if you have experienced this sexual kinds of sexual violence, help is available. You are not hopeless, and you are not alone in this fight. So again, I have mentioned two of the government organization that helps. To prevent sexual violence, cdc.org, and look for some contact numbers out there and some skills to learn to prevent from happening or actions to take to protect yourself. And also call the sexual, the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 800-656-HOPE-4673. Or chat online at online.rain.org. You can speak to someone who is trained to help. You will receive confidential, judgment-free support from a trained support specialist and information about local services that can assist you with the next steps. So... I just personally, you know, feel like whoever have gone through this horrible thing of sexual violence in the worst way, like, you know, taken, I mean, many of us, like when we were young as women, we don't even know how to set our boundaries. We don't know how to converse, have a conversation to talk about our comfort zones, right? When we were young, we never knew about it. Even when we say no, we understand, We know that now the perpetrators thinks that, oh no, that no means yes. And of course, when I touch her, she's gonna enjoy it. So she's just like she doesn't want it but she will enjoy it you know so now that's what they think you know they think that oh they're just trying to act like they don't want it but they definitely want it but they definitely are not trying to show you respect of your boundaries that is abusive behavior and abusive mindset it has to be changed so 
now i just hope that in whoever are listening not only the ladies out there but the men out there too i hope that you would like you know have love to prevent assaulting or sexual violence in your relationship with your girlfriend and you would know how to respect her boundaries as well if you confront some other ladies even when you have a girlfriend some just ladies just want to get close with you and you know try to sexually arouse you and stuff like that and how can you get away with it right if you face that temptation you could also use those tips like the conversation hacks how you could explain your comfort zones and how you could uh, you know that is really i think communicate comfort zone is very important and setting boundaries like how far you can go with you know that's very important to avoid the abuse and violations and to stop the perpetrators that first two step is so important and of course in a relationship you i mean our relationship doesn't Mm, that is uh, without the sexual violence and assault is always respectful always asking every time checking in regularly and respecting each other's boundaries and now a lot of perpetrators thinks that oh yeah you know what she let me sleep last night and yeah today also she's going to let me sleep you know because last time we So there should be never assuming in the relationship and in the sexual activities or any kind of activities performed there should not be assuming oh yeah you know this happened and that happened i was supposed to have like it or was supposed to have just wanted again that's what is here no assuming and it should be always asking questions clarifying communications and honoring and respecting one boundaries and knowing their boundaries and not thinking oh i got it i know what she needs oh yeah she came here to get that oh she came here because she wants it oh yeah you know she just let me do it so definitely she wants me to do it again and she enjoyed it you know these are all assumptions and it is very disrespectful when you just assume without even finding out about it without asking without knowing without confirming with a person you assume it so that is uh, abuse in a relationship and it's unhealthy should be avoided so that's all i wanted to say and it's been already one hour already discussing on this topic now i want to end it and i just hope it was helpful and uh please let me know 
If you have any other questions or whatever, you can always message me in Joyful Abundance Happiness Podcast. There's a message button in the top. And also reach me in the blog page, Joyful Abundance Happiness in Facebook, YouTube, and um, TikToks, and Tumblr, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, sometimes. I mean, I have... Uh, my admin as well also helping me to um, update my blog and you know my social media so i think she might you could send a message and she might be the one to read it first and she will let me know your message and so um i have my other admin also helping me out in this page so um we are 24 hours on the lookout for your messages and to answer all your questions so please feel free and to approach and to ask any questions you have or any suggestions or tips you'd like to give us to improve our programs events and our podcasting and posting and also let us know what would you like to listen more about on the podcast as well and so thank you so much as we're coming to the end of this program and this special month of april 7 topic we're ending our discussion here and just would like to ask you again some of the five important questions about preventing sexual abuse and um, assault and violence so what are what is your important rules that you found out that you need to uh, work on I'd like to ask you that and also I'd like to ask what is um, how to say what is your favorite rule what was the rules that you need to work on and second I wanted to ask is which is the the tips you know you could apply on supporting the survivors how are you going to educate it take part in it second third is if you want to become a happiness hero would you you know take part in the community support the survivors or in educating or maybe just going yourself in the rain website cdc website and maybe do a little bit of the donation donation or whatever ways you can support like you know or talk to your friend about this website whoever you know are suffering some kind of abuse or who are suffering these situations third so that's the third question and fourth question i would like to ask is how can you also protect yourself from these 
to happen in your、uh, coming years or in your lives because it affects everyone in the lifetime multiple times. So, are you ready? If you get into those uncomfortable situations, how you can conversation have good co- conversations and conversate yourself out of that uncomfortable situations, or how do you set boundaries to make it clear? Please do not cross this line. Please respect me, and how you want to make sure that your partner is. In the same page with you, in the same stage in relationship with you, that you're not, you know, crossing their boundaries, right? So how do you protect yourself, and you know how do you make sure your partner? That's the last question I want to ask. Is also in the same page with you that you are respecting them and not overcoming or stepping their boundaries. So these are the five questions for you to think about it as a life coach. I just Think this answering these questions will help you to become a happiness heroes in preventing the sexual assault and also taking part on the prevention and of course also ending the sexual violence and educating and being aware yourself protecting yourself and the community. So. Thank you guys for listening to this program and trying to take part in it to support and、uh, becoming a happiness heroes, right? Help community be a safe community and happy community. Not someone has to suffer assault and violence, right? And also, if you like what you're listening, I just hope that you would follow our page Joyful Abundance Happiness in Instagram, Facebook, or check out our channel in YouTube and、um, as well in Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, and Pinterest. So. Also, I am a life coach. Certified life coach level four, and I offer, of course, free thirty-minute session. And if you need any advice or tips on anything, feel free to message me in my social media page and ask me any questions you have. Or if you're interested in any my coaching programs you'd like to explore. Feel free to contact me. There is a Calendly, my calendar. You can make and set an appointment to talk with me anytime, twenty-four hours, any parts of the world. I am freely available. And、uh, yes, I am a life coach. I help people suffering from narcissistic abuse relationship, and also I am a spiritual coach as well. So if you want. Help using a Bible scriptures like more from the Bible, from the God's word. I do that as well. I share the scriptures. So in my, I think next podcast, I think I'm going to do a little bit sharing of the Bible scriptures on how to handle these tough people and、um, 
like the narcissistic people who are the people who are toxic how do we handle them what is the advice from the bible so we're going to talk about in the next episode of sapun the bible version the advice and counsel from the god's word all right and i think that's coming up and also i might have this discussion in nepalese version as well so this sapam april month uh sexual awareness program is going to have like three episode first is english second is from the god's word and third is in nepalese it's going to be um like from the nepalese that i'm going to share the scriptures in nepalese as well and tips from the RAINN introduce and educate people on CDC and RAINN and the tips and tricks and it's going to be all in one package as in Nepalese language I'm not so fluent in my own language so it's going to be hard for me I guess so I'm going to try my best to do it so I hope you guys will check it out and you will like it if you know anybody speaking my language Nepali language please feel free to share it with them and especially the survivor who are going through these um painful thing you can share them and they speak my language the Nepalese language then definitely this podcast I hope you can share with them and I hope that I could help to educate a little bit and also that they would understand a little bit and they would get the help they need in the best I mean in some ways though I'll try you know and hopefully they find healing and relief and um right now it's uh that's all i wanted to say and again thank you so much for listening and joining with me guys see you in the next po- podcast next episode bye